0: It's KKFN and KKFN HD 1110. The five o'clock whistle, powered by oh. Smart Local
1: Union Nine Sheet Metal Works.
0: I right, jump around, y'all. We have three hours until kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like our pregame show started at 6 a.m. with uh, Mike and Mark. So what, what are we talking about there? We're talking about our 15-hour uh, pregame show. Uh, the 14-hour pregame show. I don't know, whatever. It feels like the Super Bowl, right? Like it's all these all all hours that yeah. you need for the game. Yeah, the Backstreet Boys are about to perform in five minutes. <laughs> But here we are. Here we are. All right. All right. Roll call around the room. One thing you want to see tonight more than anything outside of this preseason game. I biggest just, thing you want to see. Just
1: please be competent on offense. Just be competent. Don't bore me.
0: Get down the field. Drew, biggest thing you want to see. I want to see Jalil McLaughlin have a big game. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Rooftop, you got anything? You got your number one thing there? Rooftop, Richie? What do you got? The obvious answer feels like I want to see Russ be competent, like Justin was saying, but
2: I'm concerned about the offensive line. I want to see how the tackles look at all times, okay. because I feel like we're going to see all of them play at some point during the season.
0: And without McGlinchey, um, it's Isaiah Prince time. Oh. We'll get to know Isaiah Prince. Pancake I guess, and Randy Gregory in practice. I guess Bolsey will be out there from what I, I think. That'll be interesting, actually, what they do with Bolsey on that one. One thing you want to see, KJ? You know, my zone is GB zone. We appreciate it. Yeah, you know, that's a beautiful zone there. Um, I mean, the birds are going to, the cows will be chirping and mooing and, you know, feet will be grassing and growing. You know, everything's pretty and the grass is green and the cows are chirping and, you know, know, moving and chickens, whatever. I I didn't
3: grow up like that. Hey, I understand, (laughs) Bolzer. The number one thing I'm looking for tonight is Russell Wilson. Not if but when you get hit, brother. You don't have to get up and run to the end zone, all right? All right? You okay. know, stay down and hand the ball to the referee, all right? You don't have to sprint seventy yards and uh oh, Man, look at I'm bombing on on I'm KJ, bombing KJ on on I'm on his guy. I'm not bombing on his guy. I'm just telling wow. you the truth, I'm man. You the truth. Hey, hey, where hey, is dude, this you coming from? Wait, 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 down, wait, wait, man. Just wait, stay wait, down. wait. Where is this coming from? Listen, man, I I am not Uh-oh. I'm not I'm serious. I'm not big on showboating. I want him to focus. I need him to focus tonight. I'm not playing around with Russell Russell. Wilson. I got
0: to explain. I got to explain. Wow. KJ coming after Russ. Fire. So at practice the other day, they were doing third down, and he completed a couple, which looked good. And then it just got kind of loose, and he was scrambling. And really, you know, they were doing the series of four plays. This is the third play. And Russ, you know, got loose, but he might have been sacked or tackled or whatever. And he proceeds to go and run, like, 70 yards to finish finish the run. Like right, right, Finish right. the drill. Okay. Now, most guys, when they finish the drill, you know, they'll run maybe 20, 30 yards. They'll put a little, you know, rah-rah uh, into it. Well, Russ, like, you know, had to run all the way through the end zone. Now, the irony of that, they still had one more snap in, in this rotation. So they had to wait for Russell to jog back. <laughs> that is what you're referring to, right? Absolutely. You, okay. didn't, you didn't like that
3: moment. No, man. You Listen. thought it was showbone for the crowd. I, it absolutely was, and I get wow. that. Wow. Okay. I understand, really? I understand okay. what he was trying to do. Okay. But the truth of the matter is they want to see you go out there and have success before you have fun.
0: So you saw a look at me moment. That's how you're interpreting it from Russell Wilson, and you didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. Why you
1: so you didn't interpret that as finishing the run, as, you know, always going to finish in the end zone? I mean, because that's what we did. At CU, we were taught to finish. Like, literally, no matter where we were on the field, you had to finish in the end zone. I appreciate that in theory, but the truth of the matter is
3: 80% of the time, you're not going to break that tackle. So yeah, cares?
0: and the truth is, too, on that, when the guys finish the run, there's somebody in for the next rep. Right, 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 right. right. Like... I get it. I know what you're saying, KJ. He finished the run. This is like a cringe moment. But we need you back here because we got to run another play. Right. The running backs that finish the run, there's another running back that, that, comes just, in. that just steps okay. in. Right, right, right. right you don't right. wait and they're like, hey, Tommy, come back here. I don't even know what they do in high school or lower levels where you don't have as many kids to get those reps. Yeah, you just say go five yards and Man, come back. I cannot believe that ticked off KJ. Because KJ's got Russell's back like nobody. But that's what makes you angry? Out of all the things. Okay. Wow. All right. Call me soft, man. But I'm just I'm not me. calling you soft because I, mean, I know where you're coming from. I'm just so surprised it made that big of a difference. I might be calling you soft. Pillow. Soft. That's a
1: little soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very soft actually.
0: Let me tell you on that play, he'd have been sacked. He'd been down on the ground. Soft. He wasn't gonna make you know. Uh, you know. It makes sense because he was sacked a whole lot last year. I'll tell you a freaky athlete, and we'll, we'll have Andrew Mason on. I'll give you a guy to watch today. I'll give you a guy to watch. you got to check out this Drew Sanders cat. Okay. 6'5", <laughs> I don't know what he's, 240, whatever. This dude is fast. He is learning a new position going inside rather than outside, but he has all the ability at linebacker to play. I'm telling you, man, this, this guy could play almost everywhere on the field. Okay. He's that type of guy. So I think... There's a steep learning curve because where am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to do it? I, I don't expect to, to, for him to get it right away. But he has weird, freaky ability to get into this conversation. Our guy, Andrew Mason, our senior, uh, DenverSports.com Broncos insider, is live from the State Farm Roomba. What is going on, Andrew Mason?
4: Well, you know what? Right now, you're getting the Broncos. few of them have arrived already. I, I think I see, uh, I, it may be Brett Maher, but I'm not sure, uh, sizing up uh, some kicks right now in uh, shorts and a T-shirt. And I think uh, you're going to see over the next uh, hour, hour and a half, guys, frankly, trying to get a gauge on this field that's been the source of so much consternation mm. the last few days. Mm. I mean, you see between the hash marks, it looks like the baseline at Wimbledon at the end of the tournament right now. It's just it's just brown and trampled down. And you can even see some spots where it looks like they've tried to uh, get some new grass planted in there. But uh, yeah, the, the field. If there's an injury night, the field's going to be a massive story in this game. Well, uh,
0: I was bringing up Drew Sanders. I've been very impressed with his his athletic ability. To me, Mays is off the charts. We're looking at some of the rookies. What can you tell us
4: about Drew Sanders? Well, he's, he's far from a finished product, but you like his explosiveness especially in the, in the pass rush. Coverage is going to be a little bit longer in coming for him, but he's the kind of guy who I th- I think he's going to be somebody who's a plus player when the Broncos kind of go for a heavy pass rush package. I mean, they could with Drew Sanders, they have the option of maybe even uh, uh reviving some of the uh the, the NASCAR concepts that you see uh, from time to time in the NFL where effectively, if you're in, if, if it's third and long, you just have four, you know, four speed rushers out there. You have, and, and Drew Sanders can, you know, he has uh, the background, you know, he can be an inside linebacker, but uh, he's somebody who right now, I think that the thing that he does best is pastor is rush the passer. Then right behind that, the thing I've noticed from him in, in camp is, that he's able to diagnose run plays much more quickly than he was just a couple of weeks ago. He's adapting to the to the speed uh, that, that is involved with that. His processor it looks like it's pretty quick, and so I I, I, I like him long term. You're you're really set in for most downs with Singleton and Jewel at inside linebacker, but I think you can rotate uh, Drew Sanders in quite a bit this year with an eye to him starting full time next year.
1: Let's stay with the, you know, pass rush. What do you expect from guys like Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper um, in tonight's game?
4: Yeah, Coop Coop has a history of coming up big in the preseason, going back to his rookie year. So, I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the play. I think this is an interesting game for, for Nick Benito, though, because the progress he's made out there in practice is palpable. I mean, and he had... You know, like he had he had some practice moments last year too. I mean, he was actually he was absolutely terrific in that joint practice against the Cowboys. So if he can go out, if he can go out there have a, have a solid performance, and also if he can hold up at the point of attack against the run, that I think is going to assuage what fears still exist about him. And that is that you run the ball right at him. He's improved against the run. At the very least, he's excellent at pursuing. Run plays going away from him. If you know, if the runner is trying to bounce to the outside, you know Benito doesn't quit on a play, and he's pursuing from the backside. We've seen him make a couple plays in training camp that way against the run. So the question is, how does he handle it when the run is going in his direction? That was a trouble spot last year. How much better is he at that this year? Because that could turn and staff yes. Continuing on with the
1: defense, we want to go a little bit out further. We know Justin Simmons will be one starter, obviously, at safety. But who's going to be the other starter? Obviously, Kareem Jackson is there. Caden Stearns is another guy. If the season was to start today, who would be the other starter at safety?
4: Based on what I've seen at training camp, I'd give a slight nod to Caden Stearns right now uh, based on, 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 where he, uh, on where he is. I mean, Kareem Jackson's in an interesting spot because – if he's the backup, if he's a backup safety, but he's not playing special teams, kind of what role does he have? Because if you're going to be in, if you're going to be the third safety, you've got to have a role on special teams. That's really not something that you're going to see a lot of from Kareem Jackson at this point. I think they, I, I think if you gave everybody the truth serum, mm-hmm. they'd probably want Caden Stearns to be the starter. The big question on Caden Stearns, and maybe why you hang on to Kareem Jackson, is Stearns has had an injury costing him multiple games. The last four years, going all the way back to his time at Texas, he unfortunately has just kind of been tagged as uh, injury-prone based on his history. Can he can he overcome that? And if not, then you got to make sure you have a good quality backup in reserve. And uh, so if it's Stern starting, I still expect we'll probably see Kareem Jackson playing substantial reps at some point. You know,
0: it's going to be interesting here in the first week of preseason. How many starting NFL quarterbacks will actually play – in this first week. Now, talk about doing everything opposite of Hackett. Because clearly we know Russ is going to go, Mace. But I think he's going to be one of the few starting quarterbacks in the NFL to actually start this game.
4: Yeah, they I mean, what was it? Minnesota
1: didn't play Cousins last night, right? That's I, right. I, Correct. And also uh, Seattle. Geno well, Smith, did Smith didn't play. play. Geno
4: Smith didn't play, yeah. But Mac Jones yeah, no. started by, you know. And, and he now Houston played um, C.J. Stroud briefly, yes. and then Davis Webb. But like, they're trying to bring Stroud along. Like if you've got a rookie, it's kind of a All right, maybe. I should put it, play it way.
0: this way: How many yes. established NFL quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks? Oh. Forget about
4: the younger guys.
0: You know, like who are the older vets that will actually? Right, as
4: Justin cringes I, I right there. More, I can't see it being more than a handful. Right. Of, player, of, of guys out there. I mean. Again, like when we're talking about the first the, the, the starters who are playing, we're talking about C.J. Stroud. We're talking about Jordan Love playing for Green Bay tonight in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not. It, it's not guys that, uh, as John Fox would say, have skins on the wall. So I think it's a very good point. So
0: why is Russell Wilson starting tonight?
4: Why? Well, I think I think Sean Payton's trying to send a message to the old to the team overall. And I think that yes, Russ could probably you could probably use the reps as the adjust to this offense but I think that the what Peyton sounded like this week was somebody who was very intent on saying, Hey, nobody's getting a free pass here, right? Like when 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 Randy Gregory and Frank Clark's names came up, he was pretty resolute those dudes were gonna play in the preseason. And we're gonna and we're gonna play tonight. So that... I think part of it is just un- is maybe a little bit of underscoring the general message that Russ is not bigger than the team.
0: Interesting. Okay. What's a good night for Russ Mace?
4: Um, I actually said it um, on a coffee break this morning. You were with me, of course, D-Mac. And I, I actually saw, like, I went with kind of a controlled passing type of stat line. And I said seven of nine for 69 yards and mm-hmm. leave the touchdown drop. If it's something like that, He's doing what he needs to do within this offense. He's making good decisions, and the offense is moving the ball. And I think that's exactly what you're hoping for tonight.
0: All right, Mace. What can we look forward to during the game, after the game, denversports.com? What's uh, what's the full Mace immersion program?
4: Okay, well, first of all, I'll be back on here on on the radio side. At seven forty-five, checking in pre-game. All right, start then And then, there. And then uh, you, you follow me on Mace Denver for for update on on uh, X Twitter. I can't bring myself to just call it X. I'm sorry, everyone I, knows I Twitter. Know. It yeah, still, still, still,
0: still feels weird. Yes, and it's
4: like it's the stadium is still mile high, right? And to a lot of people, yep. yep, that's, yep. that's how I feel about about uh, the social media platform. So I'll be I'll be having updates throughout the game. I'll have the post game video wrap, and I'll have a, a, a longer story at uh, denversports.com kind of wrapping up the night observations what we saw etc. And also at denversports.com we'll have some content during the game as well. So you're not going to have to you're not going to have to wait for the end of it. We're going to be all, all over talking about how the starters did, how Russ did, etc. So check all that out at denversports.com.
0: And finally, are we going to get the video review of the free food in the press box?
4: Yes, actually um that is on my list to do here probably within the next 60 minutes can can you preview the spread?
0: Can you preview the spread? Can you give us some highlights or low lights what they got going there in Arizona? There
4: is a carving station. Oh. And there appears to be a substan I haven't seen the chips yet, but they've got salsa and, gu- and guac. Salsa and guac. And I mean, a little right. tortilla cheese laid out there. Yeah. Yeah, this, it, it, Arizona's had an above-average spread. This may be a below-average team historically, but it's above-average food here at State Farm Stadium. Also,
0: Mesa uh, earlier fellas, uh pointed out to me he's he's watching um, cacti dying. Ah, it's been it's been so hot. It's a huge story
4: down here how, <laughs> of what that, that it's going on. The cacti they're, they're wilting like in a desert. Cacti are dying. <laughs> like so <laughs> that's
0: what you know it's hot. God, like, <laughs> one environment you would think cacti would flourish, apparently they're passing away left and right, maze. Is that right? That's how bad yeah, it is.
4: They are. I mean it, it, it's it's fairly on unpre- on I mean most are still okay, but you're start you're, you're you're seeing them wilt, you know, wilt in this heat. It's uh there's a, there is a point we have reached where it has been too hot down here consistently, not just a, not just 115 degree days, but we're talking about it in the mid nineties at night. That's that's as big a problem. As Dude, it is. I don't
0: have Glendale, but I have Tempe in my phone. You know, forks up. I got 103 degrees oh, right now Lord. in Tempe right now. I don't know what where Glendale's at, Mace.
4: Oh, it's it's actually it's it got cooler the last couple of days. Oh yeah, oh, there you go. Like, yeah, that we they they got a breakdown here. It it hasn't been quite as bad. Last night was downright pleasant. Well, dude, it's a hundred and three in Tempe. Well, I mean, how, how pleasant could it be? Wait, I'll well, look. i mean, up, I'll look. Last up, night, it. I said last night it was pleasant. It, it was in right. the. You know, it, I think it, by I want to say by like ten o'clock it got. Uh, it was a, it was Dude, a being, uh, I got the a
0: Mace, I got a hundred and four in Glendale right
4: now. A hundred and four okay, right now in Glendale. Well, where well where I am, the AC's working great.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, maze. We look forward to all of it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. No problem, fellas. Talk to you later. Wait, wait, wait. Cactuses are dying. Can you believe that story? God. God, are you I kidding can't. me? How could it be too hot for cactuses? That's like a fish dying in water. Cacti. I know. Like that makes no sense. How wait? How does that happen? How does that happen? There, there's temperatures that are too hot for cacti.
1: Don't they need a little bit of water? I mean, I don't know how much. I didn't
0: think so. Maybe not. I, don't I know. think that
1: was the whole thing. I mean, I know it's monsoon season down there, but they haven't been getting much of monsoon with any rain, so yeah, it's maybe too, that's part of the problem. It's
0: too hot
4: for cacti. Yeah,
1: it's bizarre. Oof. I know it has been a big strike That's
0: not the first time I've heard that.
3: Yeah. We need to send them what we're about to get out here in the tech center. Dude, man,
4: it
0: is 104 right now. Are you kidding me? I 104, mean, brother. Just, I mean, who can do that? Sounds amazing. It does? Yes. That yes. sounds amazing? Drew, no, 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 I couldn't no,
1: no. agree more, brother. Well, oh. you, well you, no, 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 no. Oh, remember. But you God. have to remember, Drew is the guy who walks out here
0: with wolf feet. Oh, that's true. You know. I gotcha. man, on the man, it, it, it cracks like... It goes over seventy eight, and I start I, I start having a problem. Seventy eight is about as high as but that. That's it. What were those summers like in Boston? Terrible, <laughs> <laughs> awful. <laughs> I mean, because because it's it's like in the nineties with humidity. Oh, dude. those are the worst. Are I mean, it wasn't. I lived right near the ocean, not quite on it, but but damn close. Have you have you? And, did- and then we would have greenhead. They're like. Flies that don't die, greenheads, look them up. They would just bite you for like three straight weeks in July. Yeah, man, but I did live in a beach community. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Flexing. I'm just like, have, have you ever been to New Orleans, by the way? Of course, I love New Orleans. Yeah, I love it too. Love New Orleans. Hot. Not in August. Hot, hot. Yeah, I don't want to go there in the summer. Oh, my gosh. Well, New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in America. Yeah, no,
1: it's one of the best, period. Except for that heat, though, man.
0: Yeah, well, I oh, my I've, I've not been there. I like, it Yo, like Let me tell
1: you something. My February. wife is
3: from there. Yeah, dude. Brother, I'm
1: telling you that. It is ridiculous. I didn't man. know I could sweat the way I was sweating. Like, I had no clue. I was like, <laughs> like you're just getting out. You're walking out. You're feeling pretty yeah, good yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know where it's great? Here.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colorado. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Perfect. Hey man, it's been just a little bit too much training camp for me recently. But no man, that's why it's great to be from here to live here, right? Uh, hundred and four. You're saying you won a hundred and four? Oh, all day every day. Let's you, go. What are Dude, you talking yeah. about? What is you can even go you. outside when it's hundred and four. You can at hundred four. And, and do what? And do what? What are you doing outside at 104? You can golf as long as you got a cart. Are oh, you crazy? Yeah, so so that's, got it many times. That's what you want to do? Yeah, golf at 104.
1: Fine. Cactuses are dying. It's a dry heat. Oh my it's fine. Lord. Oh lord, God.
0: Just got pass on like the third hole. That is ridiculous. I went. I went for three weeks. My son was playing summer college baseball. It was, it was the school he was playing out of was Skyline, which is near Pacifica, Southern San Francisco. This little town, Pacifica, it's in the Bay, but it's in a little cove area. I didn't see the sun for 19 days, but for three days, it didn't crack 60 degrees but once. I was the happiest guy. (laughs) Cool story, bro. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is perfect. This is like sweatshirt and short sort of weather every day. So are you more a guy who just loves to be in the cold? Is that like you? Or- I'm all winter. Listen, I, I, I get through the summers, but I'm a mountain guy. I love the mountains in the summer because it gets cool. Right. Love hiking, love riding my bike, loving all that. Love winters. Love winters. Really? Yeah, summertime for me is like a, a garbage time. I'm all spring, spring and fall, man. That's all me. Winners. Uh, KJ uh, has not been west of Idaho Springs. Are you serious? How many years here, KJ?
1: Four. KJ, Four years. Has, yeah. Hasn't been west of Idaho Springs. We're going to change that immediately. All right. Immediately. you got to explore more, man. You're right, man.
3: What are you all about here? No, i got oh. to stop, stop paying the bills, man. You're right. Because <laughs> you said stop
0: paying the bills. <laughs> I mean, just got <laughs> of I, I'm just so blown away by that. Just out of curiosity, wouldn't you just drive up Loveland Pass just to like see the mountains, like just to look at it? Like you don't you don't have to even get out of your car. Right. You just drive up
1: Loveland Pass. Just go to Silverthorne Like go to Silverthorne and make a U-turn. And you're good. Like hit the Eisenhower Tunnel.
0: He hasn't seen the Eisenhower you haven't Tunnel. Seen the
1: Eisenhower Tunnel. <laughs> Dude, Yeah, KJ, th- maybe this weekend or next, you got to get out and do that. Just literally, like you said, go to Silverthorne, then turn back around. That's not even like a half a take of gas. Like,
0: yeah. just right. make the way up sorry, there. I'm you turn it back down. All man. of a sudden, we're beating up on KJ for no reason. I apologize. Oh man. KJ. That's what he gets for
1: beating up on Russ. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Dude, who saw that
0: coming?
3: At first off, I wasn't beating up on him. Dan no. Jacobs agrees with me. He reached out to me. you just hey, mad. I mean, hey, Dan just yelled
0: at him. <laughs> I'm Agreeing with Dan Jacobs. I mean, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't find much solace in that. All right, we'll get you ready for the game by hook or by crook. We'll get there. No score between the Packers and the Bengals. That game's going on right now, but Jordan Love is driving. That Aaron Rodgers team right now. This is the drive on the fan. Here's the drive. We just saw Jordan Love engineer a touchdown drive for the Green Bay Packers. They lead Cincinnati 7 0. And here we go. Nice back shoulder toss. Who's playing quarterback for Cincinnati? Do we know? Simeon. Is that Trevor?
3: No. Was that Trevor right there? That has got to be Simeon. Remember, we went over that earlier th- oh, a couple is. weeks ago. Oh, my God. No, no, no. It says uh, Jake Browning. That's Jake Browning from Washington. Ah, oh, that's Browning. not oh, Simeon. That's not Simeon. They All right. Know. Well, they've they been Simeon. So. Jake Browning. It's Jake <laughs> Browning. But, hey, the number one was warming up today. So, he's back out there. Trying, at least.
0: I I just, I I can't. I can't deny it. I'm a sucker for even the preseason games, man. I do like it. I Uh, just, I just, I I can't help myself. You do, when you watch all these preseason games, Justin Adams with me, Scrappy Will will join us here in a little bit. Two and a half hours until kickoff. (laughs) We are getting so closer for your 14-hour so pregame show <laughs> for this preseason game. show. so long, it man. It started at 6 a.m. with Mike and Mark, and it just says <sighs> not slow down for one second. I mean, nobody gives you more exclusive coverage of a meaningless preseason game like us right here at the fan. The results is mean. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think the Broncos are going to win this game and, and win it big. Okay. I do. I think it's going to be... 31-13, something like that. But but if it's a, a notch higher, I, I will be surprised at the end of the game if the Broncos don't put up 30 points. So so are you more looking at the offense and making sure, the starters, and making sure that they score a touchdown? Not, no, in the, it has all, nothing to do with that. It's all about the second half and okay. uh, Danucci time. Okay. And I just I just think the Broncos have a third-string quarterback who could be a legit backup for maybe six or seven teams in the NFL? I'm not going to say everybody, but I'll tell you, Ben DiNucci could, I'll tell you, he could be a start or a backup for at least uh, half a dozen or so teams. Will he make the team? I mean, I know there's this new rule, He's role, going right? to make, he's... But he could be yes. the third guy no, on game day. No, is that what real, it is? No, it's a really good okay, question. Okay. Because in order to do that, he has to be on the active of 53. Okay. That's a... I don't know. That's a really good question, though. It would give them flexibility to then... It doesn't count against um, the amount of players you can have for the game. Mm -hmm. It does count against your 53, so you don't get 54 players. Okay, But it doesn't... Count against what forty five, whatever it is. Right, so active you get on game day. Forty six, then I guess, or something with like that, if, or whatever. If right, if the first two guys get injured, if he well, if he's on the fifty three, right? Okay, so okay. you can't, you got to put him on the fifty three. You can't just bring your practice squad guy to the game. Right. <laughs> you can't do that. Right, it's like your Louis luggage, like just bringing it with you. I don't know if you even knew this, but it's one of the cooler things about covering the Avalanche. I'll give you it real quick. Okay. You. Okay. Did you know, and I'm going to guess you you may have known, but I don't know if everybody knows this, that in the stands for every NHL team, there is a guy, watch it in the press box stands, there is an emergency backup goalie that's just a dude. So if your goalie gets hurt and the backup goalie gets hurt, there is a guy at every single Avalanche game who's just a guy Wow, did you hear that? Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. the flash a little bit. Somebody doesn't want me to talk about this. <laughs> <My> goodness. <laughs> and so on, it's just a guy. And sometimes he does help out at practice where they need somebody just to take bucks to the face for, for whatever. But I bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. It's called an e-bug. Interesting. It's the, it's the emergency backup goalie. It's literally something in hockey. It's the e-bug. In the playoffs... You can activate a third-string goalie that would be playing for the Eagles or okay. whatever, okay. but in the regular season, there's an E-Bug, and every now and then, an E-Bug gets into the game, and it's always a fun story. On the way to cover the the locker room, I would pass the E-Bug every single night. So every single night on the walk, I'm walking one way, he's walking past me the other way. Yeah. So I always give him a little like, ah, not tonight. <laughs> It's like just this far away, man. It's such, a, it's such a jerky thing to do. It's like, ah, not tonight. Oh, oh, man. Ah, maybe next time. Is it the same guy always? It's, I, no. It's not always the same guy. But it's it's like, it's it's one of like a couple guys. Well, can you imagine if you are that guy? Gosh, you know what? Maybe it is the same it guy. It might be. Justin, you know what? It might be. I got to do a little bit more digging on that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it actually is the same guy. Because you don't want to be that guy who's like, you know, eating popcorn and hot dogs and everything. But and you, just know, you know yourself. he's the e-bug. Right. Because he's walking with his whole, like, his hockey bag and, like, his pads. And it's like, you can tell. It's like, <laughs> ah, he, next time. Does he carry, like, a serious demeanor on his face, you know? Ah, you know. It's just a cool sort of little side job that most people don't know. However, now the NFL, see, it's a really good question that you're asking. Is is allowing teams to have a third quarterback ready. So, the rule used to be you couldn't even go to your third quarterback until, like, the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You can go to that guy now. You can have two guys on the sidelines, and you can put them in anytime you want. And it doesn't count against you. It counts against your 53, but not about your rostered players on game day. Okay. It sets up a really quirky situation because how much confidence do you have in Jared Stidham compared to Ben DiNucci? So you want to talk about a really niche, weird thing to consider. Something that, and this is preseason, so all we do is weird niche things in preseason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is one of them. So tonight, you're getting a little competition, not about who's going to be the backup, because that's going to be Stidham, because they're paying him like $5 million. Right, 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 right. Money talks. Money talks. But can Danucci do enough that they'll value him to actually be on the 53? I think he's clearly done enough to be on the practice squad, but I just told you, mm-hmm. he could be the backup. On a half dozen or so teams. Do we remember that Josh Johnson Mm -hmm. was with the Broncos? And when they put him down to practice squad, he got snatched up. And there was Josh Johnson playing in the NFC championship game because everybody and their brother got hurt for the 49ers. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's Josh Johnson playing in the NFC championship team. Yep. And then here comes
1: Christian McCaffrey.
0: A great quarterback. <laughs> well, I mean, they were, so I mean, it sad. was, it was just, it was and so I, you bad. know what? I think the NFL has recognized sure, this sure. is a bad situation. Like we don't want to be less than games because of, so I think it's a smart rule change. So that is something to think about slightly and watch tonight. What do you think of Ben DiNucci when he finally gets out? Well,
1: that's why it makes the second half so interesting. Because it for does. me, I agree. Again, I've been up since two fifteen this morning. Okay, if you don't know, morning show CBS Four. Please listen. By the way, watch. Um, but for me to have to watch this game in the second half and really care about it, just just let's be honest, because there's so many different things you could do after the starters get out to keep an eye on Ben DiNucci, how he does with the offense, how he operates in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you want to go watch. You want to go and see because. He is truly two snaps away from
0: being your quarterback. It's a weird niche little thing, and if you haven't been out to training camp, I'm telling you, Danucci has been pretty effective. He's had some really good moments out there. Although it's clear that Stidham is the backup. Mm-hmm. Say, speaking of CBS Four, where, where you work, um, so when uh, Rod Mackey shows up for work, yeah. after 23 years at Nine News, mm-hmm. and now he's over at Four. Mm-hmm. It, 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 does he get rookie hazing? Oh, yeah. Does he have to, like, go wash Romy Bean's car or something? He got or to. He, I mean, something like that. He got to. Despite his 23 years at Channel 9.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm going to put popcorn in his car and everything and just, you know, set it off a little bit, you know? You're going to Kenya Martin that sucker? Oh, easily, figure man. that out. I'll be the J.R. Smith man and just <laughs> make sure all the popcorn's in his
0: car, man. <laughs> that is one of the greatest stories. Jared Smith did that to Kenny Martin Kenny Martin was ticked off
1: and and he came I remember him going through the locker room because he was dealing with a knee injury at the time so Mm -hmm. he was doing all this rehab and Mm -hmm. everything just to get back He was and he was like if y'all want me to come back and play better find out who did this is that your Kenny Martin impression? pretty (laughs) good the best part was he had nothing but reporters inside the locker room nobody said anything
0: Kenny was he could be scary he was
1: it could be. It could be very, very, very opposing out there. I remember in the '09, uh, the what Western Conference semifinals against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Game one, here comes Dirk on the block, mm. and Kenya Martin just put a forearm shiver right in the middle of his I back. Believe it. Dirk went
0: flying, and that was the end of their season. All right, we're covering everything top to bottom as we're now uh, two hours and twenty minutes away from uh, kickoff, God, God, is... and our our guy Scrappy will will join us coming in next. 100% What's been going on in Maui is uh devastating. Somebody asked me had I ever been to the old Lahaina Luau. And I have. And I was there on my honeymoon. And then we went back for our 10-year anniversary. So I've been to Lahaina. I've been lucky enough to be be to Lahaina in Maui twice. To see what's going on there has I mean, it's terrifying, devastating. I cannot believe in one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life that it looks literally like Dante's Inferno in hell. And I I just I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me that things could go so horribly wrong. But I'm very proud that our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. You can go to denversports.com at the top of the page to see a link. To Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of the donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at DenverSports.com. Justin, man, it's been awesome hanging out with you. When can we see you again on uh, CBS4? On Monday. On Monday. uh,
1: Good old five o'clock in the morning. We get things started. Our show actually starts at 4.30, but if you want to watch me. Who is something. watching TV at 4.30 in the morning? That is a tremendous question that I have no idea. Hmm. Somebody out there is watching TV at 4.30. So every, whose
0: idea was it to start at
1: 4.30? You, you, interestingly enough, I think 9 News one day started it so at they're to blame. They're to blame. Okay. So they started it then, and it was for, like, weather coverage, which I get it, right? Like, weather, snowstorm happening. Okay, you get started earlier. Well, then you started selling that time. And you started getting a little extra revenue. So then we just say, hey, you go 430. Well, then you can't let 9 just go 430. So then here comes Channel 7. And Will's a TV guy, 4. too,
0: at 9 News. And, and, uh, I was. You were. You were, yes. But I'm saying you've but, got TV experience yeah, as well. It.
2: You get that. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, actually, I, didn't, I didn't volunteer for those shifts. <laughs> 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 oh, you want me to work two thirty to ten thirty p.m. Yeah, got that. Right. No, no big deal. And not two thirty a.m. to ten thirty a.m. No, brother. I skip that. More difficult shift. You are a zombie. Um, are you? Okay. By the way, I've I've heard you talking all afternoon. You sound yeah. great. Thank you. Are you going to stay up tonight though? Are you going to make it to eleven? Oh, dude, I am going to stay up the whole time. And fall asleep as fast as possible. <laughs> I'm staying up on this
1: drive.
0: I'm going home. There is zero chance he's Bro, watching the second half. I am gone. Ben, it's going to
1: be Ben Denucci time, and Justin's going to be like, oh. <laughs> "The only way I'm staying up, the only way is if I have to watch my daughter." That is the only way I'm staying up. If is, I have to is, watch, is games. your daughter a big
0: Ben Denucci fan? Oh, bad. <laughs> She's a big fan of a lot of things. Here's here's what to watch <laughs> in the fourth quarter, as far as I can tell. Okay, yeah. yeah. Listen, we understand the first. Part of the game is going to be, I think, compelling and interesting. It's important. Yes, I get it. And the last quarter, I mean, you know, we're talking gambling on preseason games. I mean, I'm glad there's something to keep the Oakland show awake. But if you're gambling on preseason games, you uh, okay. got a problem. I don't know. We'll call <laughs> Phil Mickelson and you can have a chat with him. <laughs> Let me sneak this in. Rory McElroy on Phil Mickelson. The talk of the golf
2: world is this book excerpt that came out. Uh, about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what the your reaction, what the reaction in, in there was when you read about
0: it. Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So. There you go. Oh, wow. wow, Interesting things to look for in the fourth quarter. To me, the kicking competition goes throughout. I do find it interesting to see what Ben DiNucci is going to put up. I think there will be big numbers. And I do think there's an interesting battle at receiver between Montreal, Washington and Taylor Grimes. Mm. How's that? And, and maybe we get some Albert O action as well. And I'll give you one guy to look up for on defense that likely will be playing Who was taking my breath away, at least with his size, mm-hmm. J.L. Skinner, the safety who is the same size as Steve Atwater. I never thought we would see a safety the same size as Steve Atwater. And J.L. Skinner actually might be a pinch bigger. Yeah, and he's, he, remember, he had that torn
2: peck coming out of Boise State that sort of tanked his draft stock, and he's come back remarkably fast. So at the end of the day, we could be saying tomorrow morning, hey, J.L. Skinner in the sixth round, that was a
0: steal. It has all the possibilities if it can click in. The size of this guy. I mean, we're talking about a safety who's six-five and can fly? I why, can't, mean, why can't safeties be big anymore, do you imagine? Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, um, I, I don't know. Justin Simmons is a big safety. Uh, Kareem Jackson is is just small. Justin Simmons is big, but he's not
1: thick. There's a difference. You know he's he's not thick. I wouldn't <sighs> call him thick.
0: He's big, but he's not thick. There's a difference. Not only is Justin Simmons above average in height, but like Justin is like his length and his hands and just everything about. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying yeah. about being thick, but it's not like he turns anything down. And he just covers so much ground. Listen, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm certainly not going to bomb on Russell Wilson like KJ just did. I mean, that was outrageous. But, it, guys, we do recognize that when Russell's, Russell Wilson's been playing really well this week, Justin Simmons also has not been playing. Right. And, and he was eating Russ
2: for lunch day after day. Well, there was a clear correlation when Simmons got hurt. Russ started playing well. It, it, it wasn't hard for anyone to say, hey, Russ was awful in camp. Three straight... Days with interceptions to Simmons, all of a sudden, Russ is throwing touchdowns. Well, guess what? 31's not out there. Right. That makes a big difference when the best safety in the league isn't on the field. And it
1: also makes sense when a guy has six interceptions, which was tied the most in the NFL last year, is in your backfield. Like, that makes a lot of sense, which is a good thing. But also this, too. At some point, I want to see Justice Simmons back, and I want to see Russ beat him. You have to. Well, well, you got to be. And he
2: has beaten Sertan a couple times to Sutton, which is huge. But you look at this division, you got guys like Duran
0: James who are back there as well, so you got to be able to go and make something happen. It begs a really quirky, interesting question because on the surface, everybody would just say, hey, Sertan's the best. He makes the biggest impact, you know, yada, yada, yada. The whole cliche about taking away half the field. Well, we've seen it this week. That's just not true. Pat Sertan doesn't take away half the field, but. Sometimes Justin Simmons does mm-hmm. because he can read and react and just cover more ground. Is Justin Simmons the most valuable player on the Broncos defense? It's, it's a weird I, I am shocked I'm asking that legitimate
2: question. It's curious you use the word valuable because I go back to the old Sertan is the
0: best. Right. Simmons is the most important, or maybe most valuable. But then it goes to the concept of relative value positionally of the importance of every position. So how much is the top cornerback worth compared to other positions? Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, safety?
2: Pat Sertan's the best player on the Broncos. Justin Simmons is perhaps the most important, at least on the defensive side of the ball.
0: And that's what we might have learned this week, leading us up to pregame, which is now Justin Two hours and five minutes oh, away. Fantastic from, from kickoff. But we do not stop as we roll with Scrappy Will Jake Shapiro. I'll be with you guys for a few, but we'll walk you right up to kickoff. KJ, man, I hope I hope Russ can make up in your eyes. I hope, um Man, I don't know. I don't know if if, if he can get forgiveness from you. We'll see. Alright, Drew, enjoy your night, my man. Great week. And we do have NFL action. It rolls on you. We ain't done. We ain't done, baby. We got two hours, five minutes. Coming up to kickoff right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan.